in Jesus. Pass them on. Well, let's give that unto the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. There's no friend like the friend called Jesus. You know what? He, he wants us to be his friend. Amen. Not servants, but friends. Hallelujah. To know him and his will and his purpose and call. I couldn't think of a better place to be than be in the arms of the one called Jesus Christ. Full of compassion, full of mercy, kindness, and gentleness, and genuine love that, that loved me when I was unlovable. Loves me, amen, when I come up short and let things get the best of me. But he still is that love, amen, that just keeps flowing out and moving and touching and I'm telling you, there's, there's not a better place to be. Amen. And then to be the lighthouse. Have you ever noticed where lighthouses are built? Lighthouses are not built up somewhere way up on the shore in some safe place where they're out of the storm. Man, the lighthouse is built right out there on the cliff of a rock. It's right out there right before you'd fall off into the ocean. It's going to experience the waves. It's going to experience the wind. It's going to experience, but its light just keeps on burning. Anybody believes that the winds of the adversity is blowing today? You believe the adversary is doing everything he possibly can to put the light out? You think he's doing everything he can to put the fire out? But you know what? Amen. We're the church of the living God. We're not just one of the gods and we're not a man's religion, but we're bought by God. Amen. This is not a man's ideals or God's ideal. I wasn't born, amen, by God's ideals or by flesh or by blood. Amen. But I was born by the Spirit. The Spirit of the everlasting God. I'm glad to know Him tonight through the power of the Holy Ghost. We're not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. We're not ashamed to preach about it. We're not ashamed to tell people about it. I'm telling you, if it's ever been a time people need to hear about the Holy Ghost. I don't care if they're Methodist. I don't care if they're Baptist. I don't care if they're Presbyterian. I don't care if they're Catholic. And I will tell you something else. A lot of people said, well, I'm this P a Pentecost. No, I'm apostolic and I'm Pentecost. I'm not something in this. I'm this. I'm this. I'm this. I'm sold out to this. And nothing else. I'm sold out to this on a Wednesday night. Amen. To the apostolic Pentecost, the Holy Ghost, devil chasing, body healing, soul saving move of God on a Wednesday night. I dead and depressed and down and out. Just get behind back the difference with you. We know where we're going. We know who's got us. So we're not, we're not just, you know. I'm going to tell you again tonight. Some of you got your countenance on your face. I'll tell you, you better deal with it. Count us on your faces telling you something wrong in the heart. Something wrong in the spirit. <laughs> and you got the opportunity tonight on a Wednesday night. <laughs> We've sung about it. We've done preached about it. Lord's done walked in this house. And you can already dance for the victory. You can have already shook that thing off. But you like it. You like that little pet. That gives you an excuse, amen, to just kind of sit there and hive, hive heartedly, nonchalantly, and distracted worship him. But when you reach that place and, hey, I'm sick of that dude. Sorry, box. 
<laughs> I'm sick of it. You get sick of something, you get rid of it. <laughs> you get sick of putting money in it. You get sick of it turned down. As long as I've had that little old brown Toyota truck, it's going to keep on. If next year you just somebody else is going to own it. Somebody else is going to put money in it. Woo! I got my mind made up tonight. God done bought me and I'm not for sale. God done purchased me and I'm not for sale. God done sealed me up and I'm not looking for any other spirit. Neither and I'm going to let another spirit slip in. This is that. It's nothing else. This won't put joy in you, put hope in you. Amen. There's nothing else to be offered to you. This don't give us peace and satisfaction. There's nothing else. Amen. Only thing we can say from that point is that we don't have a love for truth. And the next place to go is for God to sing you a strong delusion. You'll find your way on out. <laughs> okay? Praise God. I, I, don't, I didn't mean no, that in the wrong. Praise God. Got a little thought tonight. I'm not going to be really lengthy. If you like to, you turn to Philippians 2. I'm going to read the fifth verse in your hearing tonight and then let you be seated. Praise God. Thank God for His Word. I sure wished <laughs> I had a lot more memorization of it. And um, to work and stand by itself. I don't have to add or take from it. I told somebody in the hardware store this week. Uh, John, Moses, you know, has taught us that you can't add or take from it. And the Lord knows. And I went ahead and told him. I said, hey. I said, a lot of people don't realize how serious it is. But John wrote it. said, if you add or take to this letter. He said, Jesus, take your name out of the Lamb's book of life. That's serious there. If you believe in God, if you believe in eternity, if you believe in heaven and hell, and for Kim to take your name out of the book of life, <laughs> Lamb's book of life, amen. There's one other alternative. And so we, we definitely, by no means, and neither do we ever want to take advantage of anybody, especially you on Wednesday nights, because you're so kind to come and to worship. Amen. I know you're busy and working, things of that nature. Let me read this verse and let you be seated. Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Lord, help us tonight. Help us to do a good job to feed your sheep, instruct them, guide them. Amen. That they can leave this house with a word. Maybe it's one word. Maybe it's several. But whatever the case may be, God. And as you look upon every soul here tonight, every individual in this place tonight, you see where we're at. You know the struggles. You know, you know what we're going to face tomorrow. And God, you can prepare us. Prepare us tonight in this service. Because we want to be the lighthouse. We want to be the vessels that you are calling us to be in the world that we're living tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. Love you tonight. We really do and appreciate you. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, God's dealt with me several times about countenance. And, uh, and I realize, based on Wednesday's, Busy, things of that nature, but uh, but I'd still come. I'd come, amen, with a attitude and a spirit, amen, that I want to respond to my Creator, respond to the Lord. I want to give Him my best. I want to put forth that effort. 
uh, of reaching up, crying out. And uh, uh, not only have I come to be blessed, but I come to be a blessing, come to respond, to respond unto the Lord and to his touch in our lives. And, and so I'm still kind of the same focus of one body, one mind, one accord, one spirit, amen, together. And tonight I'm just going to spend a small amount of time here uh, because at the end of service I'm going to get some of these young men uh, I think most would like to go back, put the chairs back the old way, especially with us still dealing with Corona to a certain, you know, certain area. But uh, it kind of creates a little more separation, and so that helps the feeling of some. And so we're going to probably do that tonight to help some of these young men. So anyway, but as we look at this, the mind, the mind itself. In fact, uh, I felt impressed of the Lord, and so this pre. Your Bible, I don't know if you have one or not. It's, it's put out by the apostolics, one God people. And uh, when you go to the back of it, and you look, you know, they go back in the study part of it, and you have the mind. And uh, so I was just looking at different scriptures that would relate to, to this term mind. And I found something kind of uh, interesting that they put at the very beginning of it. It says four Greek words account for most instances of mind in the New Testament. They are almost synonymous. These are the four terms they're actually going to use here. Actually, the four English. It's understanding, thought, mind, and reason. Reason. Uh, we're created to be able to reason, to think, to be thinkers. Uh, a lot of things that happens in our world today, they credit it to uh, big thinkers. Now, I don't know if you're going to like a lot of that sometimes that... Uh, what they consider these big thinkers, you know, thinking outside the box as far as monetary things and money and things of the world, the spirit of the world, and they just, you know, get way out there and take chances or whatever. But uh, I want to focus tonight mostly on the mind, to have the, the mind of Christ. And uh, I'm going to use a few scriptures here. And uh, like I said, I'm not trying to be lengthy by no means. I did remember to bring the watch tonight. And so... Uh, <laughs> I got back to the office this afternoon. That was the first thing I done. I put it in my pocket. And I said, well, that to help me. I won't forget it. It'll already be in my pocket. So anyway, um, but to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, the Lord came, amen. We know Jesus came for one purpose, one reason. That was to obey the Father, fulfill what was placed upon his life. Amen. He come to seek and save that which was lost. He come back to restore, to bring back to fellowship. He came back to heal and to mend. And you can watch his ministry. Uh, the only ones that he really would rail against was those that was tearing down his tabernacle. Those that was against him. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, especially those <clears throat> that should have recognized him. Those that should have, by the scriptures, have uh, realized that this was the Messiah. That he was fulfilling the promises. That he was fulfilling, amen, the, the things that had been prophesied about him. Amen. But uh, we also understand the scripture talks about the princes, the princes of this world. Had they not been blinded, they would not have crucified him. Because we know the scriptures had to be fulfilled. But uh, um, for you and I, I believe you'll be 100% with me on this. That uh, the battle's in the mind, it really is. If you, everybody's ever heard the statement, you're battling with maybe a, an addiction or, or a habit 
or, or maybe you need to diet or maybe lose weight or, or whatever it might be. And you, you, you just kind of look at yourself and say, if you'll just make up your mind, amen, you can do it. You know, there's a lot of power in the mind and it really is. Uh, thank God we want to use it for the good. Now, there's some that use it for the evil, but we want to use it for the good. We want to have the mind of Christ. And uh, the scripture warns us, amen, of even when you talk about wisdom, we think about, we talk about people that's, uh, you know, that's brilliant, that's intelligent, that seems to not have much struggle. You, you go to school with anybody that never studied but yet made A's all the time? Amen. Boy, you just loved them, didn't you? You just reappreciated them. You just, <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I didn't have that problem. I promise you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But... Um, but uh, I want to have a, a sound mind. How about you? I want to have a healthy mind. The Bible promises. He said he promised us what? The spirit of a sound mind. In fact, when you start running references with the term mind, it's the mind that's promised. He didn't, he didn't promise me a renewing of the mind in this world. I mean, a renewing of the body in this world. But he promised me what? A renewing of the mind, a man, the mind itself. Could it be that uh, the reason we're in such a mess tonight is because the mind itself has not been renewed as often as it should have been. A man had not been touched. And then not only that, but it's where is the mind at? A man, have, have you worked with somebody and you're trying to get something done and, and they over there, a man, and especially this day of time, they over there, you know, You're thinking, hey, man, come on, we're working. What are you? And uh, get your mind. And, and if you notice, you know, you can watch people that really don't have the mind on the job, right? Uh, you can tell by their response, by their actions, especially if it's a helper. You know, you got to tell them everything to do, the next step to do, the next step to do, because their mind's everywhere except where it needs to be. So I'm sure these school teachers probably have said it not once every day, but not multiple times every day. Amen. Come on, quit your talk. Okay, get your mind on the work. Amen. And so even when we come here, the greatest tool of the enemy's God is to distract us. Amen. To keep us from joining together and uniting together. But to our amazement, I just wonder what would happen if everybody in the house of God tonight would get in the put on the mind of Christ and get in the same mind. In fact, if you go back on this same particular chapter here, and, and, and I'm just going to kind of work up to it. Philippians 1 and 27 says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. You know, really the gospel, Jesus Christ, living for God. You know, that should be a part of our conversation. And I, and I believe in, and I believe we need to be careful. In prayer today, I felt impressed to the Lord to, you know, to God help us to be more bold with witnessing and things of that nature. But at the same time, I felt a check in the spirit said yeah but you got to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove <laughs> I said okay God hey, amen I, I, I'm hearing you and so I want to do that Amen. I want to be wise as a serpent. They tell us that serpents and reptiles most of the time avoid danger. They'll try to get out of the way. They'll try to, you know, they tell you, actually, if you, you look it up, even on the Mississippi Department, they'll tell you that uh, wildlife department will tell you, said that, you know, most snakes, they want you to just leave them alone. Just let them go. And all I can say, don't come down more road. I mean, <laughs> that's all I can say. I mean, uh, they're not going to crawl through my yard too many times. I'm just, I'm sorry. They're just not going to do it because, you know, if they start crawling your yard, next thing you know, they'll be in your garage. And next thing you know, they'll be in your bedroom. And, 
They say, well, they eat mice and rats. They got plenty of them out there in them woods, and they better go get them. <laughs> Hallelujah, because I can kill. I got cats that take care of ours. <laughs> Hallelujah. If don't, we'll buy some rat poison because we're not going to let snakes. So anyway, our minds, our minds, amen, the, the mind, the frame of the mind and what it's set on. And this is how, that's really it's so important what you set before you. It's important what you ingest. It's important your eyes, what you watch and what you listen to and what you take note of. Amen. It affects you. You can't say it don't. It puts images inside you and, and it, it pulls at you to entertain you. Amen. And so the frame of the mind. Mind, the heart of the mind. And, and so Paul's writings, as you watch this, he said, Your conversation, and it becometh, amen, the gospel of Clive, that whether I come and see you or else if I'm absent, don't make any difference if I'm there or not, my absent. He says, I want to hear a report from you. This is, this is where we're leading to. I want to, the results from you and the report from you. And he says, I might hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in what? One spirit. And with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. In one one mind striving together. You know, every every Holy Ghost field person that walked in this service tonight, the heartbeat of every Holy Ghost field person, not just the singers, not just the instrument players, not just Brother Ford leading this service, amen, not myself, amen, going to be preaching, but every Holy Ghost field child of God. And not just this service, but in every service, when we start getting ready, amen, I'm going to step back a little bit. When we start, maybe Wednesday morning, amen, we'll start focusing our minds. We start getting in that gear and getting into that place. It's church tonight. And we start whispering little prayers and calling on the Lord and saying, God, we want the Holy Ghost to fall in the house. And God, if there's something I can do, if there's something I can say, if there's something, amen, even from this point, God, I'm going to start lifting my voice. And not only am I going to lift up my voice, that Lord, that you'd have your way, amen. But God, I'm going to start praying now, cause confusion in the enemy's camp. The weapons formed together shall not prosper. Hallelujah. But God, we're going to believe that the glory cloud's going to come and the Holy Ghost is going to fall. I know it's Wednesday night and, and you know we can pray for some of these that we know that's going to be running from Dan to Bathsheba and, and so they need our prayers. We got some going maybe to school and college and we know that's closing. Get to a close and got work. You got some that's been up since 3 a.m. So we begin to lift them up and say God touch them. It's Wednesday. God you bless them today instead of letting the enemy have his way and distract them and war against them. What you talking about? I'm talking about the body. Amen. Getting in the mind. Amen. Because there's only one hand. There's only one heartbeat. There's only one really one accord and one spirit. But when you and I as many members, amen, start focusing on that. Start zeroing in on that. You know what? Amen. You know, if I, I was a cop and a law officer, you know, and we was chasing somebody down the road and he was shooting at us. And hallelujah. And I had four or five, you know, large carloads of lawmen behind me. And I knew in the shirt, amen, when I jumped out, you know what? I want to make sure that they's all going to make sure who they were shooting at. We all had one thing in mind, him and one one approach him, and he's the enemy, not all of us. Casualties happen sometimes, especially in wartime. Amen. It happens. But you know what? It ought not happen in the house of God. It ought not happen among us. Amen. Not if every member, amen, because you watch this. Because unless we can get the frame or the mind of Christ, we'll never find the will of God on our lives. Unless we have the mind of Christ first. Could it be the reason that some of us can't find the, the will of God? It's because we have never really found the mind of God. Understand one of those terms. A lot of times we say, well, I don't understand. What was one of the terms I just gave you? For mind is to understand. 
to understand. Now understand that Paul's writings here. If I got it right, Paul's writing out of prison. Paul mentioned bonds several times in this first chapter. Four, five, six times about being in bonds. And so most of them believe that he's in the Roman prison writing. And he's writing unto the believers here because of the, the persecution that they're suffering. And the trials that they go, you know, pressing upon their minds. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, I'm out of my wits in. I don't think I can handle anymore. What they're basically claiming, I'm about to lose my mind. That ain't the will of God. Right there is where you ought to stop and say, I'll take that back, Jesus. I'm sorry. I repent. I tell you what I'm going to do, Lord. I'm going to put it in your hands. <laughs> You're bigger than I am anyway. I'm going to put it in your hands and I'm going to pray your will. I'm going to pray, God, you'll help me get in your mind and your heartbeat. So you can watch this as it begins to unfold. So we see here already in the 27th verse that we're striving together. We've got to do that. Has anybody been distracted today? Has anybody, a man, been, been attacked in your mind today? Has might try to hinder you from being here tonight? Or, or didn't want you to have your mind on the Lord? Amen. Other things are happening. Other things are taking place. Anybody struggling here tonight? Amen. To get your mind on what I'm saying because everything else is trying to bombard you. Amen. Why well, I sing that song sometimes. What is 700 things? I think 700. 900 something, amen, on my mind, amen, pulling at me and drawing at me. It's hard to get your mind focused on something. Uh, you ever been right with somebody, amen, that seemed to have their mind on everything except driving? <laughs> looking at this and looking at that, say, hey, look over at this and look over at that. Man, look at this going down right. Um, you're driving, buddy. You look what's going down the road. My wife, she tells me not once, but twice, but three times, and sometimes four times. I'm just going that far we're going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But you know what? There was something happened one day. <laughs> we was going up 49. And there was this all my hay. And it was raining. I mean, it was raining. I mean, the highway was full. All of a sudden, she got to tell him, hey, look, 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 look. And I kind of glanced. And then she gave, look, he's going to get her. And he was. He was coming to us. I mean, that water was shooting about 30 foot and a half. I finally had to tell her, I can't look. I got to watch all these others. Because <laughs> I didn't know if he was going to slam on brakes or what happened. So, so I was driving. I had to stay focused on who that one in front of me and that one behind me. Because, hey, man, that was kind of slowing down the front. I didn't want them to rear him in. But I didn't want him to hit me from the side. So, so you, have to, you have to watch. And so same way with this. I'm telling you, hey, amen. And you know what? Sometimes all it takes is singing the right song or the wrong song. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. That ain't the song I wanted them to sing. And if you're not careful, all of a sudden, amen, that's a, that's a toehold of the enemy right there. Said, so, I got one, amen, it's not going to hook up. It's not going to connect. It's not going to strive to get in the same mind. Because really, it is all said and done. It don't matter what song we sung on. It's, it's pleasing to God and pleasing in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't really matter in a sense, amen, if it was a fast song or a slow song. If it's the heartbeat of God, if we have sought the face of God and we've sought the mind of God and we've made the preparation the best we can amen when we walk in this place tonight that's the reason we go through that prayer room amen is to try to get our minds and our heart and our spirit focused and connected amen to find the mind of Christ and the heartbeat of the Holy Ghost because we need the presence of the Holy Ghost we need the heart of God and the mind of God and the only way you're going to do that you know why Jesus could have if he didn't have his mind made up and come to that realization he could have been persuaded to come down off of that cross but he knew better. He knew where the real victory is at. And he could have. He could have come down off of that cross and slapped them guys around. He could have called 12 legions of angels and it had been nothing but a slaughter. 
But thank God he didn't. He, he understood, amen, what was really happening going to take place. I take it back to Ephesians 4. And this is one of the these, these scriptures that we used to start out some of this. And I'll just drop down, amen, to some of the, the latter part of it. It says in Ephesians 4 and 3, Endeavoring to keep what? The unity of the Spirit in the bonds of peace. How are we going to do that? we got to get in one mind. There is one body, one spirit, even as he called it, one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one faith, one baptism. One God, a Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. And let me tell you something. That's one thing, amen, that every, everyone on the sound of my voice, that's a doctrine of this one God message. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. I talked to somebody just, just today, amen, and he, he just saying some things. I won't mention names. I hate for them to hear it. But anyway, uh, uh, but, you know, they, they have ideas. And I finally just told him. I said, look, I said, Jesus says, I'm the door. He said, if anybody tried to come any other way, they're a thief and a robber. I said, that, that, that's not, that's not going to happen. I know you think that, that the Hindus and things, because they believe in God that way, the thing. I said, that, that's not going to happen, amen, because they don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe that he's the son of God. Hallelujah. Because of their unbelief, amen, they're going to try to come up as a thief and Robin, you know what? They're not going to make it. So you and I've got to understand there's only one man, one mediator between us and God. And that's the man Christ Jesus. And it's only His blood, amen, that can wash away our sins. And these are things that we better get anchored down in our hearts and anchored down in our and get our minds made up. Hallelujah. But tell you what, if I'm going to backslide, I'm not going to any other church. Backslide, I'm gonna go out there and live it up. I'm gonna act like a heathen, I'm gonna live like a devil, I'm gonna tell the world though. Hey, but if you want to be saved, you better go get your find your apostolic church. You better find your Jesus name church. You better find your church that preaches about the Holy Ghost and not only preaches about it, baby, they walk in it and they believe it's essential. Amen. If you want to go to heaven, you've got to have the Holy Ghost. But you gotta get your mind made up. Gotta get your mind made up. Philippians 3 and 18. I'm going I'm to go through some scriptures here. For many, and this is in parentheses, but watch this. Because the state of your mind. I'm telling you what, we're living in a world today. It's doing everything it can to affect the, this, the state, the condition of our minds. Amen. So watch this in Philippians 3. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. I'm sure we don't preach the cross enough. Amen. And often enough. But thank God for the cross. Whose end is destruction. Whose God is their belly. Whose glory is in their shame. Watch this one. Who mind earthly things. Their conversation is mostly about earthly things. Earth and material things. It's really hardly ever about God or the things of God. And so a good way to examine our own minds and the state of our own mind. Is see what we want to talk the most about. See where our conversation leads us most of the time. It helps us to realize and understand the condition of our minds. For our conversation is in heaven. Anybody talked about heaven today and going to talk about it tomorrow? You know what? That's the focus when you get all set, when it's all said and done. 
knowing within our own hearts and our own minds. Has anybody ever woke up in the morning time and said, you know what? I could be carried out of here today. I could meet God today. Hallelujah. God, help me, help me, help me to make my calling and election sure. I don't know how many times I've said that in the last couple of weeks, even at that hardware store, talking to even to some good Baptist people and things of that nature, trying to get them, hey, you got make your calling and election sure. There's this doctrine, amen, that's out there that once saved, always saved. It's eating that bunch up, amen, and they're going to be in trouble. And I, I can say what they want to about that, but it's still the truth. Hallelujah, that we can live any old way, do whatever we want to. But, oh, God, you help us. You help us in the world that we're living, in the time that we're living, that we can help people. For our conversation is heaven from whence. Also, we look for what the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm looking. I'm not looking for nobody else. I'm not going looking for him, but I'm looking for him. Amen. Amen. He's coming. Our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto the glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to do all things unto himself. So as we see this and watch him, the frame of our minds, the condition of our minds, where is our minds at? Hallelujah. Day in and day out, the heartbeat, the desires, the passion. It's all in the mind of the heart. These words are interchangeable. Hallelujah. So the passion of the heart, the affection, amen, of the heart and the mind. So, so I'm trying to encourage this church tonight, amen, for this body to, to unite together, to join together, to get in that one of Accord, amen. Accord, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Because watch this. When you go to Philippians 1 and 28, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. This is the verse following just the verse I'm talking about. And I done told you, amen, where Paul was writing from and, and what they was having to deal with. I'd love to tell you, amen, that before this thing's over with, you know, everything's just going to be peaches and roses. You know, ain't going to be no problems. Everybody's going to have a good time. Things of that nature. But you know what? We know better, don't we? We're seeing violence. I told somebody just this week, I said, watch it. I said, if Noah hadn't found grace, amen, violence alone would have destroyed mankind. Man would have destroyed himself with violence. They was well on the way except Noah found grace. I said, we're making a full circle now. We're coming right back to it. Violence is going to destroy this country. It's violence. Amen. People killing people, beating up people. Amen. For no reason whatsoever. Sometimes don't make no sense whatsoever. Amen. Because why? The violence. There's an absence, amen, of the mind and where it's at and where it needs to be. Hallelujah. So it's important for you and I to understand that we need our minds to be on the Lord. And nothing terrified by what your adversary. In other words, don't be filled with terror. Amen. Of the hour and the generation that we're living. Hallelujah. If you experience this Holy Ghost, if you've got a revelation of who God is, hallelujah, you don't have nothing to fear. You just hang on. Amen. For the ride. And you just keep praying. Keep saying faithful to God and being obedient to the Word of God. And God's going to work everything else out. Hallelujah. You know what? You got to feel the same way about your babies. You got to feel the same way about your grandbabies. You got to bottle up the prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. When that day comes that God can pour them out. That's where we need to be, amen, is fretting and worried about no, I'm going to pray by faith in the name of Jesus Christ, he's going to be our supplier he's going to be our keeper, he's going to see this church through in this end time so you watch some of this which is to them the evidence or the proof token of the perdition or in other words the loss of the soul, it's a proof to them well what are you talking about it's when they persecute us and our response with the confidence Amen. If you read really the life of Paul, how he was persecuted and how he responded to that persecution. Even when they stoned him. If I read the scripture right, they took him, drug him out. 
before they got back in town good. Look up, and here comes Paul back in. He didn't stay a long time, but he come walking back in there. I'm sure some of them was thinking, I know good and well he was dead. I know good and well, man, that stone, I seen it, man. I seen them eyes rolling the back of his head. But he come walking back in. So that's the reason Paul could write some of the things that he has written here, even unto the believers here. He goes from that, he says, For unto you is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. To suffer. To suffer. It, it was, it's a part of the package. Especially in Paul's day, in the Lord's day. It was part of the package. Amen. If you was going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you was going to be persecuted. You was going to be disqualified. You was going to be uh, thrown out of the synagogue and thrown out of families. And so as he's writing unto the believers here and the persecution that they was having, they were having the same conflict which he saw in me and now here to be, to be in me. And so it picks up in the second chapter. And he says, if therefore there be therefore any consolation or encouragement in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, he bows unto mercies, fulfilling my joy. Now watch him, what he, what he says. That he may be like, this is what's going to fill my joy. This is what's going to put the crown on it. That you're going to be like-minded as I am. That you'll respond to this suffering just like I did. That you'll be able to handle it just like I did. That you'll be able to trust God just like I. Hmm. Praise God. I'll tell you what, the stage is being set. I can tell you that much. Somebody come to that store and seen that little old deal over about church security. It said something about only in South Mississippi. I'm not sure what they meant by that because I was thinking, well, I don't know. They've done it in Texas. <laughs> So anyway, but that's where we're at. Security and church and things, is, uh, peoples. And what line, what side of the line you're going to fall on and how you're going to believe and how you're going to trust. And, but you know what the real key in all of that is? Is for the gospel's sake. Let, let me put it this way. If you're being persecuted for the gospel, you better take it. Now if it's just a, a, a devil or just somebody being whatever... And you hear from God. If he tells you to pull your nine millimeter and blow him away. Well just get after him. <laughs> or he might tell you. Call on the name of Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. God knows. God knows. God knows. I know one thing. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And he'll see us through this. Okay. We're going to be that lighthouse. Well, if you was going to shoot the lighthouse, what would you shoot? I sure wouldn't shoot around at the base of it, the rocks. I'd get it up there where the light's at. So who do you think the devil's going to shoot? Who do you think the devil's going to persecute? Who do you think is going to stir up the spiritual world in this community? So we've got to have the mind of Christ to handle this. To be able to handle the pressure of the world that we're in. Because if we don't have the mind of Christ, we're going to look for other elements. We're going to look for something to settle my nerves. 
I'm going to need something to get me through the day and lay me down at night. But if we can have the mind of Christ, I promise you the Lord, when he come time to sleep, he didn't have no problem to sleep. But there were some times that he mandated he'd had to go to the prayer room. And he'd had to pray and seek God and cry out. And he finally come to that place, never the, not, not my will, but thy will be done. This is the mind. This is the place that you and I have got to be. We got to be like-minded. Watch that second verse. Fulfill ye my joy that ye might be what like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. When you become one mind, watch this. Let nothing be done through strive or vainglory. Not when you got the mind of Christ. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. That means low in stature. That means you esteem others better than yourself. That means you promote them. That means you uplift them. Would you have the mind of Christ? That means you're going to love everybody in the body the same. Well, I guess you dig a deep there, don't it? That means... <laughs> That means I can talk to one as easy as I can talk to the other one. Or at least I can go to battle for the one as easy as I Or rejoice or weep with. Because I got the mind of Christ. How many of you believe that the Lord loves you? How many of you believe the, the head loves you? And so one of the best ways that, that if, for me to love the head. What is one of the best ways for me to love the head? I love you. That's the true way of showing that I have a true love for the head. It's how I love you. I firmly believe that those disciples, when Jesus chose them, in that three and a half years of training, none of those disciples, Jesus never treated any of the other disciples in a way that they could pick out and say, oh, I know who's the one that's going to betray him. I know the who's one. They had to question, is it I? Is it I? Am I the one? So in his three and a half years of ministering and mentoring them, they never pick it up. I wonder if we can say tonight we got the mind of Christ. That my countenance toward one would be the same as it is toward the other. I'm telling you, when it gets there, in that form and manner, folks, I'm telling you, we'll turn this community upside down. You, you watch what I'm telling you. Why is that so important? Watch this. And, and I'm just going to throw this in out there and throw it in there. In Genesis 45 and 24, it was the time of Joseph. It was, it was a time, a man, that uh, his brothers had been brought to him and and he done revealed who he was. And he was sending back a, a man to get his father. And listen to what he tells those brothers now. Listen to what he instructs them as they begin to leave to go back for the last time to get their daddy bringing. So he sent his brothers away and they departed. And he said unto them, see that ye fall not out by the way. 
You know what he was telling them? He says, on that journey back home now. Simeon, don't you start gouging this one. It was your fault. I tried to tell you they'd know. He warned them ahead of time. He said, don't you fall out. He said, you meant envy and destroy, but you know what? God meant good by it. It was really nothing but the hand of God as he worked this all out and brought it around. Hmm. Sometimes we think the gouging that may come from one really is not, could be nothing but the hand of God, the head working, to bring something greater and more powerful for others. Well, I'm touching some places here. I can tell by the expression on some faces. <laughs> Praise God. The mind of Christ. When he went to that cross, it's whosoever will now. Didn't matter how wicked they were, where they come from. He was willing to pay the price. He was willing to give his all. You can go on, you watch some more. As you watch in 1 Corinthians going to see here in some scriptures and I'm, I'm just going to take my time here and just I want to, I want to bring some things out to us and, and watch because I'm telling you I believe it's so important to have the mind of Christ first Corinthians the second chapter now we, we know that this letter is written to a church it was it was a mess we know that okay it was it was just falling apart and and Paul's writings to unify it and bring it back together you look at first Corinthians the second chapter the 10th verse but God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. I didn't go into all the scriptures while I go about the way. And, and, and to, to be able to, to walk after it. It's God's heartbeat. Like I took it to Isaiah. And he talks about God's intent and God's His purpose and His desire. for. And I know He's talking to Israel there. But it's true for the church also for us. Amen. In fact, if you'll look at Isaiah 55, you'll see, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And so the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. But let me ask you something. Do you believe God wants you to know His will? Do you believe God wants you to know His purpose? Do you believe God wants to know, amen, your calling in His body? Amen. Isaiah 2 and 3 puts it this way. Many people shall go and say, come ye, and let us go up to the mountains of the Lord, and to the house of God of Jacob. And he will teach us his, of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. And I know that's during the time of the millennium, but how true that ought to be for the church. And when we're baptized with the Holy Ghost, and we're filled with God. And that's what he talks about in this second chapter, amen, of 1 Corinthians. But God hath revealed unto us by his spirits, capitalized, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit Spirit of God. Now we 
have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Watch what he's telling us, what he's instructing us. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. That's the reason some things he told, he said, don't put the pearl before the swine out there. That's the reason he told us, he said, get me wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Amen. Because everybody's not going to be, they're going to look at you like you're foolish. And like you're, and that's one reason, hey, I, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of putting the cameras in here. Amen. Because if they watch it, it's one thing here and there, but it's quite another to watch it. And for most people, they wouldn't have a clue. They wouldn't have an understanding of really what's going on and what's happening. You've got to be in the presence of it. You've got to feel the power of it. Amen. As it begins to move. But, but whenever you start feeling the power of God and the hand of God, I'll I tell you something else the Lord impressed me in the last week or two. Amen. I already knew this, but he just kind of brought it back to my mind and my heart. Amen. You know what my responsibility and what our responsibility is? Amen. Is create an atmosphere that the Holy Ghost can move and the anointing of God to move. And then it's up to them as individuals, amen, whether or not they're going to believe it and receive it. Because once the witnessing of the Spirit of God and once the witnessing of the power of the Holy Ghost moves upon them, it's up to them to receive it or reject it. There's nothing you and I can do about that. Amen. It's up to them. There's no greater witness than the Spirit of God itself. Amen. When it shows up. But guess what? It's got to have a vessel to flow through. It's got to have people, amen, that unites together and has the right mind and gets in harmony. That one accord, that's what it means in harmony. That's what it means. Huh. What is our singers? What do y'all got to got to harmonize? For it to sound decent. They also all got to sing the same song. It's kind of hard to harmonize if <laughs> one's singing this and that one's singing that and somebody's singing something else. Keyboard players playing playing this song and drums playing something else. And no, we all got to get in the same mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, the heart of Christ. David talks about why, why is it so important? Because if you've got the mind of Christ, watch this. You get in the will of Christ and you start following the path of Christ. Watch what David says about this in Psalms 25. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquities for his great. Man, when you walk in this path, you walk in this way, you know what? Mercy and grace and compassion. They're going to feel it. They're going to know that, you know what? I can overcome this. I can be a winner. I can be victorious. Amen. Amen. Again, Psalms 45 says, Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, for thy thoughts which are to us words. Amen. I told somebody just this week, I said, God gets no glory out of the wicked dying. Gets no glory. Not, not, not on the cross. Not, not, not here. Whosoever will, amen, could come and to, to join into this and be filled with this. I'm about to finish up here. James talks about the wisdom, the wisdom that's from above. How different is the wisdom from above, amen, when you talk about the mind of Christ. And Paul's writing talks about, I didn't come with enticing words and man's wisdom, but he came what with a demonstration of the Spirit of God. Why? That our faith would be in God and not in the wisdom of men. I'm telling you the mind of Christ and that, that heartbeat and other that anointing and power, not just in our services, but day in and day out in our witnessing and, con and 
and, and, and winning souls, amen, to be able to walk with that mind of Christ and that, that sensitive, amen, to, uh, uh, conscience and mind and heart of the Holy Ghost flowing through us. For it's not about us anyway. It's about the Holy Ghost. It's about Jesus Christ. That's, that's what we're in this for, is what? To bring people to Jesus Christ. Amen. The, the ministry of reconciliation. The reconciling what? Reconciling humanity back to God. Back into a fellowship and a companionship and relationship. Why do you think the enemy is working so hard against relationships and companionship? Why do you think he'll work so hard against yours? Against your own family, against your own loved ones, against your own friends. Amen. He don't want anybody to find agreement. He don't want anybody to join together and unite together. No. Amen. He wants everybody to be in division and everybody to be in separation. And everybody, amen, hating one another and trying to destroy one another. But I'll tell you what, we get in the mind of Christ. Amen. The heart of Christ. That you know what? God, I want to do it your way. It doesn't matter how I think about it. Doesn't matter how it's done a hundred years ago, how it's going to be done. God, if we can get in your heart beating and your mind and in the Holy Ghost and one spirit and one accord the power of the Holy Ghost the power of the Lord fall in this house I'm telling you to blow our minds even on a Wednesday night like tonight you're talking about being refreshed hmm. you're talking about being uplifted you're talking about burdens being rolled off you're talking about families being united back together hmm. I prayed this afternoon that you know the light that light that could shine. That light could tear down some walls. It could penetrate some places. That, that power of God. That love of God that could work for us. But Peter's writing says. Finally be all of what? One mind. Finally. Finally be all of one mind. Having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil. Or railing for railing. But contrarywise, blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. I say it a lot. Let him excuse our free from evil, from the form of it, the path of it. Participate in it. Don't get caught up in it. No. God put a bridle up on my tongue and a watchman at my door. Create in me a right spirit. It can flow out of this house. It can flow out of my life. Why is all this important? Why is it so important to have the mind of Christ? There's no way you can have the mind of Christ without the Holy Ghost. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. You've got to have the Spirit of God. We'll finish with this. You can stand. John's writings, I could take you. John's writings is 16. He talks about the comforter. He talks about the comforter being sent. John 16, 7, 8, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He'll reprove. Watch. Who's going to do that? It's the comforter. Who's the comforter? It's the Holy Ghost. 
Drop down to the 13th verse. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. What does it mean by the Holy Ghost? That the Holy Ghost speak of himself. What's this? The authority. Listen to what he says. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Hmm. Who's doing this? It's the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you something. This is kind of what kicked us all off. Was that guy walked in that day at the hardware store in his 70s. Still didn't have a clue why he was still upon this earth. Claims to be a believer of some sort. Claimed to be living for God all of his life. But don't have a clue what the will of God was in his life. That ain't the Bible. The spirit that comforter sent to us. Leading God us in all truth. But that ain't all. It reveals. It shows us. It equips us. It anoints us. It speaks to us. We can find our place in this kingdom. And in the service of God. And let me say this. You're never going to be happy until you find that place, whatever it might be. You're never going to be happy. And everybody can't hold the same position. I'm sorry. Everybody can't be a near. Everybody can't be a hand. In fact, there's some parts of the body that you don't ever even see. But they're very important. In fact, they can we put it this way. They're the heartbeat. Could it be that the intercessors, the prayer warriors, terms like this. I can remember talking about some of the old churches and they would name certain ones that they called them prayer warriors. They call them intercessors. I remember one pastor talking one time. I can't, I think it was, may have been Brother Jack Cunningham or somebody. It was one of those the bigger preachers. He said he had a, a lady in the church. Basically, she couldn't carry a tune in a five-gallon bucket. But he said, when them services get so tight, you couldn't get nothing to move, especially after a few services. He said, I could call on that old sister. And I'd get her to come up and lead a song, or sing a song. He said, and I'm telling you, she couldn't sing. But said, buddy... She'd go to singing, said he wouldn't take long. Said that thing would begin to break up. She had a prayer life. She had an anointing that God would use her. Even though she couldn't carry it to him. And she gained a reputation. Maybe, <laughs> maybe when some saw her getting up and going up, said, Come on, folks, we got something getting into. 
put, your part, put everybody in gear and saying, hey, we're going to listen to this and we're going <laughs> to... God works in mysterious ways, okay? His ways is far above ours as the heavens above the earth. He'll use people that you and I would never use. He'll use methods and ways and means to fulfill, to accomplish, to achieve. I really don't know just who I was going to be, but I'm believing, <laughs> praying that in this revival, there's going to be some folks I believe used. I may not even know who they are right now. They may be of you. They may be of this church. It may be an evangelist that we ain't got a clue about. But we believe in God for revival. I'm talking about a revival. Why should the Trinitarians have a revival that more people know about it than the one God? Shouldn't be. If anybody ought to have revival, there will be people that believes in the Holy Ghost. That believes in the fullness of this truth. If anybody ought to be able to turn this community upside down, it ought to be us. I had somebody brag on, on a lot of these young men and all this this week. Impressed with them. Very impressed. I just knew. I just. It's starting. We'll tell you something. People's watching a lot closer than what you think they are. Why you think you're battling. Why you think you're struggling. But the real key is going to be. It's going to be. God. Give me the mind of Christ. Give me the mind of Christ. I got to have it. If I'm going to be victorious, I got to have it. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Let's keep praying for one another. Lift one another up. I'm going to let you be dismissed. I'm going to ask these young men, some of these men to help us. And we're going to rearrange these chairs back. It's because uh, I think it helps with the separating a little bit, okay? Hopefully that don't offend nobody. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.